clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it. Touchdown. He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown. Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. There's a prayer. to the end zone, which is fought for by Tate with Jennings simultaneous. Who has it? Who do they give it to? Touchdown! Touchdown! All right, ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Simultaneous Catch After Dark. Well, God, we are so good in the second season. This is amazing. The sound effects? <laughs> you said you wanted sound effects. <laughs> You're welcome to our NFL 100th season season preview. 100th season. That's amazing. I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, like for a hot second, but that really is amazing. It's incredible. And I mean, it's bigger. It's the biggest it's ever been. It keeps growing. They even said the ratings for Thursday night. It was up. By like 18 or it was like 16 or 18 percent. And for most people, the game wasn't even that good of a game. I mean, for most people. I mean, yeah, I really, I thought, I I thought, I thought I, about that when we were talking. I mean, about we didn't watch that. the whole game, but I thoroughly enjoyed the, what I watched. And I think it's kind of uh, worth note because yeah. you said in the episode because um, you talked game. about well, yes, you did, yeah. but you also talked about how last year's season opener between Philly and um, eighteen to twelve, in yeah, Atlanta. And you like people didn't think that was exciting at all, yeah. And then so like then we had a ten to three. Mm-hmm. So I think just to dive into that real quick, well, obviously I'm very excited. I've never been happier to been proven wrong than mm-hmm. I was. But uh, we all know my my stance on mm-hmm. the preseason. But I think it's extremely evident just that mm-hmm. neither of those offenses were really ever out there yeah. to play and to yeah. work off like in game rust. Mm-hmm. So and that's a that's a big debate going on in the NFL right now. We have coaches like Sean McVay and obviously LaFleur and, right. and Nagy held majority of their starters out just not risking injury and Matt or uh Mitch Trubisky didn't play him down. And in, I didn't realize that. I didn't in, realize in preseason, that. Preseason, which is surprising for a a second year quarterback to not get work. He's a third year quarterback. Uh, well, I mean in their system. I don't consider, I don't count we the first. Well, then Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is a rookie. He sure is. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very very exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just to go to your point, see that type of game, I and I don't know, maybe I'm biased being a Packers fan. Maybe. But I felt like that game was not like the Super Bowl. Like I I felt in that game was what you talk about in these low-scoring events. You're like, one person breaks, and it's yeah. anybody's game. And there were good plays all around. There were good defensive plays. Yeah. There were still good offensive plays. I mean, especially... I never felt that it was... That's... I don't want to say that. More often than not, I did not feel it was inept offense. It was two defense. great defenses. Which is 
pressuring quarterback. Which is shocking to see because they a lot of times, more often than not, and they say this, that normally offensive start fast in week one and defenses run to catch up. Yeah. Not the case Thursday Night Football. And I loved it. I mean, like yeah. I said, we were at rehearsal, so we didn't get to see the whole game, but we caught most of the second half. Caught the second half. Uh, and it was a very the fourth quarter was very exciting. I mean, especially on that last drive where Trubisky went all the oh, not the last drive, but the second to the last right. one, where he threw that pick to Amos, which I was happy we talked about Very that. proud of us <laughs> for talking about that. before, I said playmaker. <laughs> playmaker. He made the revenge game play. It was awesome. I do want to say this real fast, just because mm-hmm. uh, we talked about it a little bit, but we were talking about way back when, when I was talking about that news article uh, about the opinions on Amos versus Clinton Dix. Mm-hmm. And this is, so this is not... A beat reporter, this is a fan and a comment. Okay, okay. And so they said, one is not a true playmaker, but is less likely to be exposed. The other, more talented safety, might be exposed at times, but it will also make more game-changing plays. Now, he wrote the names of those players in the sentence, like, omitted them. Okay. Because, obviously, the first one he's talking about Adrian Amos, the second one he's talking about Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And I have to tip my hat to Ha Ha Clinton He played a great game. He had, like, I think five tackles. Did very, very well. We'll see if these things go. But Amos, cannot time. say <laughs> make the game-changing play. No. And I was so, so excited. And not only that, speaking of safeties, I mean, Darnell Savage had an amazing game. We talked about that yes. before. Kid was all over the field. And I was. we talked about him, too, being a playmaker. He was making tackles, stops, he had passes defended all over the field. He almost had an interception on that one play. Right. I mean, he was everywhere. Little, well worth that first round pick. Absolutely. I'm a little worried because he was so physical. He would oh, just yeah, he run in and jump out. I'm a little worried that his body won't hold up. So I mean, hopefully, it's a style of play. It absolutely is. But uh, for, for now, I'm definitely loving it. Yeah. yeah. Anything else we want to talk about for Thursday night? Uh, I just kind of want to get your opinion on on – Everyone, I mean, even we went to rehearsal the next day, and so we do theater, and people don't really care about football. But people <laughs> re- rehearsal were being like, "Yeah, offense is stunk." Tell me, do you yeah, really think oh, that's, that's right. true? That's do you question, think that's accurate? They did ask us that, and I, I don't like. I just think that the, like I said, we talked about Trubisky didn't have a snap in the preseason. They shut down Montgomery after one drive. They didn't really use Tariq Cohen that much, you know. He so caught a they, couple balls late, but definitely not the kind of – well, I mean, well, like, no, they no, really – In the preseason. Oh, oh. The, these guys, they, they, they didn't get snaps in the preseason together. So it makes sense why they came out slow. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I was going to say, Cohen was used in the 49 snaps he had, 47 were from the wide receiver position. Wow. Which is interesting. Yeah, I think he only had the one carry on that first play that okay. he fumbled. And other than that, everything right. else, he only catches, catches for about 50 yards. Didn't log an official run. Nope. So, <laughs> which is interesting, the usage they had. But, I mean, another thing was, you know, the Packers in the first half, or the first quarter, I think it was negative 12 net yards or something yeah, like that. Yeah, the first three drives. But then they ramped it up in the second quarter, and they got their touchdown, of course. And then in the second half, they had that nice drive for the field goal. So, I, I think that they are both just kind of feeling themselves out. I think the Packers, because... This is their first time ramping out the full offense, and Aaron didn't play either right. in the offseason, in the preseason. And then for the Bears, it was they had some new pieces, and none of them got to play together. So I think what you're seeing is, while we disagree on the preseason or the value of it, I think this what we were seeing was the what the true value of preseason is, is you get a chance to get into a rhythm and, and roll your guys out there so that they understand how to work with each other. Because I thought it really showed that some of them didn't know what they were doing. And it's not that 
again, it wasn't ineptitude. It was that when they were faced against NFL defenses going full blast at you, they were not ready for it because those defenses played great. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they did. And obviously we know that the Bears, at least last year, were a top defense mm-hmm. Obviously, we can only we take we can only be, take so yeah. much away from one game, but it looked like right now both defenses are more than capable of being so. Absolutely. So it it Very was really just it was I think it was just two defenses that came out Going guns a blazing, yeah. and I mean people are really down on Mitch Trubisky right now. I think Mitch is fine. He didn't have that bad of a game as people saying. And I understand like there were some things that went wrong, but there were a couple times he rolled out and threw dimes and I was like, "Oh man, that's Aaron Rodgers." There were even, there were even a couple plays ago. that were called back and he made great plays on it. Now, mind you, they were holding, so maybe the play doesn't happen. But still, right, right. I mean, there were a couple plays where he dodged just a total sack and just aired it out and got nice throws. And, so. think, and I think about this. There were a couple plays, that I've, a handful, more than a couple, where it was just over the wide receiver yeah. or he led them out of bounds to, I know, like the Packers corners were playing great sideline defense. They were. But if he just puts a little more accuracy on those yeah. balls, that's great. And I feel like that's something, something you can that you more can, than likely teach. And something that you could have worked on in the preseason a little bit. Yeah. So, like I said, I um, I mean, we can move on from this. Uh, one last thing I do want to say is go out and and I'm very happy to see it was PSU guys yes. get back into a rhythm. And, then, and again, something people forget is it only takes an, that extra year to come back from an ACL Certainly injury. can. So, More I often mean, than not. So, I mean, maybe this is – he's back now and he's going to be the Allen Robinson we think he is. Which would be exciting. So, I was very – it was very cool to see him, him come back and play so well. All right. Let's move on, my friend. Let's get into our first official episode of the season. Yes, sir. So, we uh, have on the docket next. Next, um, we're going to go into looking forward to week one. So, I think we're talking about just a couple of things that we're most looking forward to. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Well, I think, obviously, this isn't going to affect week one, but it definitely mm-hmm. has to be talked about. Antonio Brown is yeah. now yeah. a New England Patriot. So, we sat uh, in the room three days ago? Is it three days mm-hmm. ago? Four days ago? I don't even remember. And we talked about what was going to happen. Yeah. So much has happened in such a short time. So Antonio Brown, we talked about if he was going to be suspended or cut. At first, it looked like everything was fine. He apologized. Apologizes in air quotes because we don't... Mm-hmm. I saw like the release and he's like completely monotone. You yeah. sent me like the tweet about yeah. Dwight in the office when he did that. Yeah. It's, it's so funny because it really is very, very accurate. Mm-hmm. And then Gruden was saying that everything looked good to go. He was going to play on Monday night. Mm-hmm. This morning, he posts on Instagram after he'd been... I don't know if he'd just been informed this morning or if I he mulled on this last night or something. But, I mean, his his guarantees were voided, voided because of Contract. all Contract. of those things. Conduct detrimental to the team. Duh. That's not surprising. <laughs> I mean, if you go to threaten your boss, something is going to happen. Yep. So he posted on Instagram something along the lines. I can't remember release exactly what it said. Or, well, I know like the his, the big. saying said, release me Raiders, but it was like, yeah. got to do what's best for me and you'll cry then or something like that. I mean, they posted, me, they posted a video, uh, he posted a video when... They, oh yeah, I forgot they, about the... When they told him the news and he like ran out and was freaking out. I just, I don't... Oh, I don't him. remember that. I don't. remember the... He like posted a private conversation no, with Liam a, Gruden on the phone. There's a video that he posted of his buddy saying, Schefter just tweeted it, go look at it. And it said he was released and he jumped up and 
ran around his apartment and then ran like for around. joy. Yep, was like super pumped, and I I just don't get it. Don't him. like that. I don't get it. I and I that. I know there are Pats fans that are pumped about this. I don't think this ends well. I really can't see it ending well, and I think it's <laughs> fascinating that some people think it will. And we have the comparisons of New England has been a. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say safe haven, but it's been sort of a refugee camp. Re- yeah, or a revival of sorts of, of wide receivers. And we talk about Josh Gordon or people are players talking. That's true. Issues. That's true. <clears throat> talking about Randy Moss, but I don't think anything like that is, uh, yeah. is relatable yeah. to this. It's just, I we'll see what happens, and I could eat my words, but I just, I want to see that first game that he plays where he does not get the target that he wants or thinks he deserves. Let's see what happens you know, I mean that's such a Bill Belichick is no nonsense. And the most, the more fascinating thing about this is he re- was released and hours later was signed, which means that he had to, his agent had to have been talking with Belichick and the Pats before it happened. Mm. There had to have been a conversation that said, "We're interested in you. This is going to happen." There's no way that happens that fast. You know what I mean? Right. So I mean, but again, I, I, I'm not saying that the, the Pats will implode or they're going to be terrible or they're going to lose games. You know, but I, I just, I, don't, I definitely don't think that's going to happen. I don't think this ends well for either party. I really, I mean, it's just going to be one of the key things to watch because mm-hmm. if we go back to last year and AB wasn't a fan of Juju getting targets when really they were one A and one B, if you want wasn't to even that, call it that. But no, it wasn't now, even you. I don't think that was you that said that to me today. I, somebody literally said the same thing on Twitter today. They said, this is the guy who got upset with Juju getting his, even yeah. though A.B. was still dominating. And he was like, what are you going to think he's going to do when Josh Gordon catches the touchdown or Julian Edelman gets the target on third down? Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, or Demarius Thomas, God forbid. What do you think he's going to do? He's going to throw a temper tantrum. So we that is absolutely <laughs> going to be something to monitor very closely. We'll see how that goes. And if it was live theater, man. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It's awesome. Ain't that the it's truth? Awesome. So yeah, I guess we're one of the things to tie that into what we're looking forward to would be what does this Oakland offense look like without him? So Yeah. So that's gonna be the last game on the docket yeah. to, of week one. That's the Monday extra late night game. I love those games. I always think it's very I mean, week one. Why is it only week one? Why do they even do that? Why do they even do that? Oh, you don't like it at all? Or you don't no, like I don't, I don't even, week? I don't think I'm partial either way, but it's like, oh, it's uh, I think it's because weekend. I think it's because the first couple weeks are the only weeks of the season, minus the last one where everybody plays. Huh. So I feel like they're just like, we're going to fit this extra game in. Okay. For a prime time game. That makes sense. You okay. Because I think week one, two, and 17 are the only weeks everybody plays. Or no, it's like, actually it's bye weeks end week. 12? Week 13? I think it's 12. Oh, okay. Well, then never mind. I guess it's more. But still, week one is every team plays. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. So, so what, what else are you looking forward to? Well, what is this Oakland offense? I think that's mm-hmm. a very cool thing to talk about. And I don't exactly know the answer. Um, I don't... AB did AB play in the preseason at all? I don't no, think so. Like, I know he practiced, but yeah. I don't think they, they were never on the field together. So I don't necessarily think they're, they're going to miss a beat in that aspect. No. I mean, but obviously, when you don't have a player like that, it, it, it's, it's not It's helpful. going to make a toll. But they have weapons on the offense. They Tyler have. Williams looked great. They have weapons. And I think he is a semi-breakout candidate. I mean, he's had a pretty good career thus far. Yeah. What I'm 
very keyed in on, does this give Gruden and Mayock a semi-pass on the season? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, if they do poorly, this is they they made major off-season plans to have this player mm-hmm. and to have him be so disruptive mm-hmm. and create mm-hmm. so many yeah. antics and, and headaches yeah. that took away from other players because they were dealing with that. And yeah. that speaks volumes. Yeah. And, and so... I mean, dang. I I think it kind of does give him a pass. I don't think it's necessarily right. I mean, I don't think anything was going to happen to them anyway. It's Mayock's first year. It's Gruden's second. Oh, right. I I don't think they're going to be cut or anything. But if they don't perform well, and I'm saying win six or more games, there will be people that call for heads and be like, oh, well, this is awful. I'd say six or seven is the over-under for that team anyway. But I do feel like they deserve some credit. Mm-hmm. And I respect them for making the decisions they made. I agree. I agree. I One of the things I'm looking forward to most is the 49ers-Bucks game. I I mean, last year I was pounding the table for those Niners. You sure did. He obviously got hurt. And you know how down I am on Jameis Winston, but I love Bruce Arians. So I'm really fascinated to see what both of those Jameis and, and Jimmy G look like. Um, and I'm just interested to see these offenses because they have a lot of new pieces on both sides just to see how it works together. But uh, I'd love to see the, the Niners come out guns ablaze, and I think it would be a lot of fun. As I feel like they very well could. They have a good coaching staff in place. They have so much talent. Yeah. I mean, so. Kyle Shanahan was scoring points with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, so if Jimmy G's okay. And this is more so than that, though. Like It's time to see what Jimmy G is. That's true. Jimmy G... As much as I, I've loved the kid, he's always been one of my Madden go-to players yeah. in the draft. <laughs> it's time to see if he's an NFL quarterback. Yeah. So that's going to be extremely fascinating to watch throughout the course of the season. Not only this week, but just the season oh, just going, going forward. forward. Yeah, but I think this first week it could be good for him. And both Jameis, too, because, I mean, these defenses, some people might think are a little bit more suspect than others. But I really do think, uh, I do foresee a pretty big game from Jimmy this weekend. I'm going to flip the tables, sort of, going to go to the AFC, also talk about a quarterback. I'm so excited to see what Nick Foles looks like in Jacksonville. I think that's going to be um, just, that's another, I don't, I feel a little silly saying this, but I don't, make or break, because Maybe. other than his time in Philly, I mean, he went to a lot of different places yeah. and never had the success that he had in Philly. Granted, the first time it was with Chip Kelly, the second time Doug Peterson, so it wasn't just necessarily a coaching thing. But he has gone to places to be touted as that that savior, wasn't able to do it. So let's see if he can do it and finally kind of jumpstart that career as the full-time starter, the guy that he wants to be. I hope he does. I I really like the guy. We'll see. see. I I mean, it's a hell of a test week one. I mean, he gets to be at home, but those those Chiefs are coming into town with all the weapons that they even added on top of what they had last year. Didn't lose a single one. That's right. So I I would be scared. <laughs> that is right. Anything else? I mean, there's certainly a lot of things we're looking forward to. We're just highlighting a few things before we go into the divisional. I'm looking forward to football. Me too. And I mean, again, I guess as we're talking as fans, I, I'm obviously super hyped to see what this Josh Allen-led year two offense looks like with the new weapons. You know, John Brown, Cole Beasley, I think Zay Jones is primed to have a nice little breakout. He kind of had a breakout season last year a little bit. 
but you know, just another year in the system with new weapons, and we got a completely new tight end room, no more Charles Clay. Um, and then obviously we're without Shady, so it's Devin Singletary and Frank Gore territory here with some TJ Yeldon. The, the, For sure. The running back core I never would have predicted at the start of the, of the offseason. So that we'll see what truth. happens. But I, again, as a Bills fan, I'm so excited to see this offense, which means we're probably going to sputter and be terrible. But, you know, well, here we are. <laughs> you know. Last thing that I'll say for looking forward to week one specifically, and this is another going to be all over the throughout the year, mm-hmm. but let's see what the number one overall pick, Kyler Murray, is going to look oh, like. Oh, without a doubt. I can't believe I didn't mention that. Yeah. That's going to be huge. He did not have a great preseason. Um, and again, I mean, I was going to say not even just Kyler Murray, but the offense, because they have said over and over again, we didn't show you anything. Okay. I mean, I mean, you know, I'm blanking on his name. Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Said, he's like, he's like, I don't know why you guys are critiquing me. I didn't show you a damn thing. Nice. You know what I mean? I mean, he, he was very stalwart, and you guys haven't seen what this offense is yet, which is kind of exciting. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Are they one of the later games, I think? They should be the f- 4 o'clock game. The, yeah, they are. They're a 4 30 game. Uh, so, maybe we'll get to catch the end of it after our show. But, uh, yeah, it's, I'm excited for that, too. Will be exciting. All right. Anything else before we move on? Let's... Get this doggy on the road. Yeah, let's do some. We're gonna do some divisional overviews slash winners. So you just want to go through all of them real quick and pick after each time we go through one, or, or just kind of preview all of them and then pick all of them in a row. Uh, I would rather pick them do, in a row. Yes. Okay. So let's start in the NFC and let's start with the NFC South. The NFC one South, often called the toughest division in the NFL. <sighs> Can't make too many three, arguments. About three that. legitimate teams that. You know, obviously, health barring could be legitimate contenders this year, and even maybe you know, looking at the box, if Jameis Winston makes the step, a lot of people think he will, could also be in that category. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so, I don't. Know, I'm looking for. I'm looking for a big bounce back from the Falcons, really, because they're going to be very healthy again, and you know, Matt Ryan still had an amazing year last year, statistically. So, I'm, I'm looking for a bounce back from them. Julio just got his contract Julio gets extension. His contract. And, you know, and then Arthur Blank did not uh, let him down there, so and I respect that the way Julio Jones handled that. He did, and he was going to play no matter what, which is I respect that as well. And then we're looking at you know the Panthers. I really hope and think that Cam can play a full season, see what they look like again. He can return to MVP form. The Saints officer after two devastating years in a row exits in the playoffs. I can't believe it. You know, so uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what I'm expecting to see is the continuation of pretty high-flying offenses. Can't really, at least in my opinion, argue with a lot of that the last handful of years from the South. You've had just quarterbacks that can fling it, put up points, with really great running backs across the board. Maybe not in Tampa, but (laughs) for overall to have that kind of collection of backs in one division is just super exciting. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking for... More maturation of defense, and I think with the Falcons, that's just getting yeah. those guys back healthy. Deion the Jones Saints have back. been pretty consistent on defense, yeah. and I think they're just going to continue to grow. They've been retaining those pieces and just growing and evolving. Tampa, I think, has a, a big opportunity. They have a great coaching staff in place, and they've had talent for a long, long time. So it's just putting that together and clicking with it, and then the Panthers. I mean, they were just a few years, not a few years, but a handful of years ago removed from 
not only was Cam playing or the MVP, but their defense was scary. Oh, it was amazing. So, so uh, I'm <laughs> ready to see a, more of those those yeah. high flying actions, but more yeah. prominent defensive play. Absolutely. So, with all that being said, who wins the South? Who wins the South? It's uh, our guy Drew Brees. All right, he's gonna, all right. gonna get it done again. They're gonna go three in a row. Is that that's three in a row? That would right? be three in a row. See, I'm I'm going different, and I just think the Falcons bounce back. All right, I like that. I think that. that they're fully healthy. They're fully loaded. They've got possibly, arguably, the best trio of receivers. Oh, absolutely. In with Julio, Ridley, and Sanu. Yeah. You got Devontae Freeman back healthy. I know we're both high on him coming back this year. You got Austin Hooper at the tight end position. People are are big about him. I just I, and their defense is healthy. I just I, I see them staying healthy. Knock on wood. Right. But I see them staying healthy, and I just see them. They were in a lot of games last year that they lost late. I just I see Matty Ice coming back to live and finishing games, and and I, I see it as a, I'm trying to look. I have my season predictions here. I'm trying to I, – I, whenever I do this, I don't really count the records as much because sometimes it gets out of hand. But I do see it being very close in this division between nice. the Falcons, Saints, and Panthers. Which I, it has been I, I, like more I said, often than not. Yeah. So, They've always been tight, and that's yeah. made those end-of-year divisional games so darn exciting. Yeah. So I, I do have the Falcons. Though. All right. Um, I mean, I can't. I don't think you're wrong. All right. So do we want to continue with the rest of the NFC and then yeah, go AFC? AFC? Yeah. All right, so let's go to the North now. You know, we talked about the Packers and the Bears game, and I really, I you know, we personally have discussed the regression for the Bears that we see coming. Yes. And I want to be clear about this. It's not because we don't think the Bears are a good football team, because they are. It's because, and I have said this, that the Bears had a last place schedule last year. And they this took, is an excellent point. This they is took full advantage of it. Kudos to you. You won 12 games. That's hard to do in the NFL. But you're playing a first place schedule now. And I, again, I like I said, I got to take a, I don't know what, what I ended up them being, I just think that I, I see them as sort of like a like an eight and eight, nine and seventeen. Sure. I, I see them as sort of that, but I see it in a way of there's three or four games that are going to be down to the wire. The other team just ends up winning or could go either way. So you know they could end up being eight and eight, nine and seven. They could also end up being eleven and five, twelve and four again. And I wouldn't sure. be like, oh, you know. But again, I just see a first-place schedule, from a last-place schedule to a first-place schedule, and your team didn't really change that much in a year. I just I don't see that computing to 12 wins again. Right. So, and then I'm looking at the Packers and this new offense. Everybody knows I've been super high on them. I'm big on them. They won me one, which, you know, I picked them to do. And, you know, I'm high. I, I'm not high on the Lions or the, the Vikings, but both teams – can't count out solid teams. Oh, absolutely. Vikings will be there at the end as well. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm very uh, – I'm going with the pack as well. Oh, did I say I picked the pack? I, I actually don't know if you did. I'm picking the Packers, but I okay. do have the Packers winning the well, Now we know. Well, now we know. So I do I, I do want to say this. So talking about the Bears' regression when when – I'm just adding on to your point because I think this is very important because the Bears last year and probably from what we saw, at least in week one, are definitely a defensive-led team where the offense needs to do enough to just get them the points. And the defense, it's kind of like that the Baltimore Ravens that won the Super Bowl. One of my favorite, when Ray uh, Lewis was talking, he's like, if we got to 20, we knew we were winning. 
the offense scored 20, we had the game. Oh, awesome. I think that's I cool. That. So, but just looking at the Bears last year, I, it's a great, great point talking about a last place schedule and, and getting the benefits of that. But we look at this schedule and there was one, two, three, four, five, six, six games that were decided by technically one possession. So eight points or less. Okay. And that is the defense doing its job. Yeah. If it just goes a little bit differently... Follow what we saw Thursday night, they could very well easily lose those games. So not necessarily where I think they're going to be taking a big step back. I think just kind of flip the tables on those things. Yeah. And it's hard to repeat those kind of things, especially Absolutely. when you're playing the tougher schedule that they're playing. Absolutely. So when we're saying we're down on the Bears, we're not saying, oh, they stink. Again, they're still a good football team. Right. It's Absolutely. It's going to be so much tougher road, and I don't think they, they survive it. I am taking the Packers to get back on on the point of the subject. Um, I just feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to get back to what people expect of Aaron Rodgers because I mean we talked about it numerous times where he had a pretty yeah. darn good season, but people were like, "Twenty-five oh, that, touchdowns, that's two stunk. interceptions." And my my favorite part, and it made me so I haven't seen Aaron Rodgers happy the way he, he was. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> And just in in all the post game things I watched, he was just so glowing about the defense. Yeah. And he just got that big Hollywood kid smile, saying, "We've got a defense." Yeah. And you can tell how much that means to him because I think he he never came out and said it. I don't think he would. I think it'd be unprofessional. Oh, yeah. I think he was just tired of carrying the team. Yeah. And to know that he doesn't necessarily have to all the time. That probably help him play better. I think it, and I think it will. I think it just takes this, this weight off, mm -hmm. and so to kind of free that up and to have some more wiggle room, mm -hmm. I think it's just going to be a good combination. Absolutely. So moving on, NFC West. NFC West. You want to take this one first? Yeah. So this is my. I have there are three divisions where I have upset picks okay. as my division winners. Okay. Okay. This is the first one because I'm going with the 49ers. Okay. I did it last year, and I was I I stood pat with it. I think that they only got better, and I'm just I'm I'm praying and believing and hoping that Jimmy G stays healthy and is the Jimmy G we think and believe he is. Sure. I just I, I see so many weapons on this offense now. You know, Debo Samuel Samuel and Jalen Hurd are two rookies, but they're two very talented rookies. You've got Dante Pettis at wide receiver. You know that they were very high on last year. Marquise Goodwin's fine as, as healthy as he's been in a very long time. You, you know, obviously you're sad for Jarek McKinnon getting injured, but you still have Tevin Coleman, Matt Barreta. I mean, you have George Kittle. This, this offense is so good on paper. Uh, I believe in them coming out ready to go, and I I, I think it's going to be tough. And you know, We talked about the regression for the Rams, too. I fully believe there's a regression for the Rams this year, and I think the Seahawks are right there in the mix the whole year, but I really, really fully believe in this 49ers squad. I, I'm really high on them. There, like I said, there are three teams that I have as upset picks on divisions. This is the first one, and all three of them I'm very stalwart on, and I, I I really do believe in this team to win this division. Okay. I mean, that would be very, very exciting. Mm -hmm. I am going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. And again, I, I again we're, we're talking about I have my season-long predictions here. They're only... Again, I don't really go with the records so much okay. because I know that those fluctuate. But technically, I have the Hawks just one game out of that of the division win. Okay, so. okay, yeah. In in 
Russ, I trust. I, I really just, I think it, it is kind of mind-boggling because we were watching, I don't even remember what we were watching, but they were talking about this division and we were saying the Rams just have it and they're the big brothers. Mm-hmm. And I remember they had some sort of diss on, on Seattle and I looked at you and I said, Seattle played the Rams tougher than any opponent that they that they lost exactly. to. That they, that, I mean, the Rams beat a lot of teams. To the ones that they beat, no one played them tougher than nope. Seattle. Yep. So maybe maybe L.A. is big brother, but Seattle's one heck of a little brother that I can swing the punch. I think, I think Seattle's been big brother for a while, and L.A.'s the little brother who's feeling himself a little bit too much. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, and like I said, I mean, I do have L.A. faltering. I do. I see them as, and we'll see. I, I, it's very likely that I get. I sound like an idiot, but I, I, I see them as another. I mean, we we sound like I an idiot. I see them as a nine or ten win team. We and, sounded and like idiots them, last year, and I see them losing a couple really really close games this year. Absolutely. I mean, there's year. more than likely going to be some sort of regression to continue to do the things year after year in this league is just so difficult. It's very hard. Seattle, I think, won one of the moves of the offseason when they got Clowney for a third-round pick. It doesn't hurt them either way. If he leaves, they'll just get a third pick, uh, third-round pick for compensatory. Yep. That was a, just a heck of a move. Tom Zaleska. Oh, no, that's not Tom Zaleska. That's Green Bay, isn't it? No, no that's Brian Gouda. <laughs> Goody Kent. Tom Telesco used to be the GM. Goody. I can't remember what the GM of Seattle is. I don't either, but uh, off the top of my head. But I think he just made one heck of a play that only made that better to go after the Goffs and the Jimmy G's and, uh, you know, quarterbacks in that division. John Schneider. Quarterbacks in that division. Good luck. Oh, yeah, right. Absolutely. All right. NFC East. You go ahead and start this one off. The NFC East. One, All right. one of another tough divisions to pick. It very much is. I'm and this is Yeah, well, I was about to get up on this table and slap you. <laughs> you sure you don't want to just... Is that not the like upset pick? It's not. So I'm going to go. I, I've, I said it before, and I'll say it again. I still feel Dallas in this. They got their, their $100, $100 million that certainly man. Helps your, that certainly helps your bill right there. <laughs> It does, and uh, just I love, love, love that defense. I love if I, I'm obviously the offensive-minded guy between the two of us, but if we pick a position on defense that I love, it's linebackers, and they have one of the best young duos of linebackers. If you add Sean Lee into the mix as the third, then you know you got like the wise grandpa. I love that. I love that. It's a and if you add Sean Lee as if as if he weren't healthy as whole career, he would be one of the best. Linebackers in the NFL uh, still. It's just sad. P.S. <laughs> if you add Sean Lee, it's true. If. But um, yeah, I, I really feel Dallas, and I, we had our quick little snippet of talk about what the next key signing we'll is. See what happens. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But for now, I just feel like they got this division with that running game, that offensive line, and that defense. As much as I love high scoring offensive play. Those are the keys to success in the NFL. I'm, I guess I'm just rolling with all the injuries not reoccurring for a lot of these teams because <laughs> I'm going with Philly. Sure. And I have – well, here's the thing about this. I have Philly and Dallas finishing with the same record. I just have 
Philly edging out Dallas by by tiebreakers, like a tiebreaker in the division by one game. Because I see I see Dallas dropping to Washington once because Washington has seemed to have their number at times in the last couple of years. So I see I see Washington stealing a win from Dallas, and I think that's what does them in. I still have them in the playoffs, but I have Philly winning by a, a tiebreaker of divisional record. And I just again I just name another team that has better weapons than Philly. I mean, they have incredible weapons. I mean, obviously, maybe the Chiefs. But, I mean, you talk about Alshon Jeffrey. You talk about Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz. In the backfield, you got Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders. I mean, they have... Adding Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson comes back. A lot of people are high on the third-round pick. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside out of Stanford, I believe. I mean, they have weapons galore. And their defense comes back with... Most of their weapons back, which was pretty good last year in the last couple of years, especially when they won the Super Bowl. So again, oh, yeah. I just I see the Eagles coming out guns a blazing, and like I said, this division is going to be tight. Um, I don't see as much as we joke. I don't see New York or Washington really being in the fight. Although I do, when I went to the season, I think I had Washington at like six and four at one point, being Ooh. relevant for a, like for a second, and then going on a massive losing streak. Uh, but. I see. I just see Philly, Philly winning this division. So. LA. Yeah, I won't be shocked at all. So, all right, moving on to the AFC. Let's start with the West. Start with the West. Yeah. All right. Um, it's it just it's an exciting division. Hugely. I mean, even even without Antonio Brown. Oh yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing: is that most people would say it's between Chargers and Chiefs, but I really would not be floored if. Flacco had a resurgence, and the Broncos yes. ended up winning because their defense is incredible. Definite dark horse. Or if Carr turned back to MVP form and led them to it, you know what I mean? See if John you're, Gruden can finally you know get saying, that offense that, going. Legitimately, I know people will laugh or roll their eyes at that, but, I mean, it's a rough division as well. It very much is. I am going to go with the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, okay. I still, I still feel that. <laughs> yes, definitely because of Shady. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Mahomes, uh, I know like you're high on him having a regression, which is only, it only makes sense. And I don't think a regression is anywhere near word meaning bad. It's not a bad, I mean, how can you, you 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards, it's just not going to happen. But if you throw 38 and 4,300 yards, that's a heck of a season. You want a lot of football games more than likely. I know we talked about their their regression on defense in certain ways. They did add a couple pieces, but they lost pieces. The reason I'm going with this pick, though, is because of the injuries and having Melvin Gordon out for the Chargers. I think losing James is big in the backfield for L.A., not having Melvin Gordon. I think, I mean, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson, they're good backs, but they're not Melvin Gordon. So, And then they have Russell Okun, and, uh, their left tackle out. I know that's not for necessarily a prolonged amount of time, yeah. but if you have a difficult time protecting Phillip Rivers and you don't have a great running game to take pressure off of that, you could spell some early troubles early on, which just yeah. allows Kansas City to get out front early. And I, and I know it's tough, but I'm still going with LA. I'm sticking with the Chargers. It's why I've been that way all offseason. I just they tied records last year. Yeah. And LA won in that incredible Thursday night football finale. Yeah. It was amazing. And then, you know, they went for two, got it, won the game. And I just, I think it's tight again. I think that the Broncos are up there for most of the season. I really think the Broncos are going to battle. I think they're in a better position than last year. And then I think they drop off late because I just don't believe in Joe Flacco as much as I used to. But I really, I really think that Phillip Rivers gets it done and 
and they win another division title. I, I'm not that worried about the combination of, of Eckler-Jackson versus having Gordon. I actually think in some ways it helps to have two backs that are fresh and going. I really think I'm seeing Justin Jackson having a very, very good year. I agree. I so. think he's a heck of a back. Uh, another player I have a ton of stock in yeah. the fantasy. So. All right. Uh, the or AFC North. AFC North. Okay, so this has been a division that I've been very adamant about. We're saying tough division for every division because I mean, obviously it's, it's week one. Every division, every every team, everyone good. can win. Uh, but this is another like amazing division, and it has been for a long, long time, as it rightfully should. So obviously the Browns are up and comers. That's just everyone's favorite pick for for glory. Mm-hmm. I'm still going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, that's a big. Big team that I, I believe in, and I've talked about it. I don't remember if this has been on air or if it's been on our unreleased episodes or if it, or, or or whatnot. But I just really feel that they got rid of enormous cancers. Obviously, we learned one it's was very lar- evident now. <laughs> one was larger than the it's other. Very evident now that we look back at it. I talked to at length about a time. For Big Ben to step up finally into a leadership role, which is weird to talk about a guy that has ten plus years as being a starting quarterback, two Super Bowl, two Super, Bowl uh, Super Bowl wins, the more appearances, three, three Super Bowls, three wins. But I talked about it with Dallas, and I think the best way to win is offensive line, running back. We the que- the defense is more of a question mark in my opinion than Dallas. But it definitely has the it has the potential. Without a doubt. And Bush. for the first time in a really, really long time, Pittsburgh's the underdog. They haven't had that, and they can go in with that mentality and be like, okay, here we go. I, I, again, again I, not a team I'd be so shocked. Uh, I, obviously, we wouldn't be shocked if the Browns did it because of what they look like on paper. Right. But I'm not going Browns either. I'm going Ravens, repeat champs. I like the Ravens that. Ravens were 6-1 and one with Lamar Jackson to finish the season, and they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. That that was their one loss when Lamar took over as a starter. And I remember that was on the Magic they, they did not have a – they were throwing things together last minute. They've had a full offseason to build around him, to build an offense around him to work around him, and I am so high on Mark Ingram. I think he's going to have a beast of a year. And how You know you, I love him. How are you going to defend? I don't understand. How are you going to defend a read option with Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson while also having safety back to cover Marquise Brown running over the top? Heck yeah. And Miles Boykin, this, this young other rookie receiver, 6'4", who blazes as well. How are you going to defend those guys over the top? And then I'm another tight end I'm a sleeper on is Mark Andrews. Uh, they yeah. have three very good tight ends. So, like I said, I don't know how you defend this offense as long as Lamar isn't terrible. I know that sounds funny to say, but as long as Lamar isn't terrible in terms of his accuracy, I don't see how you stop this offense. And their defense is their defense. Yeah, you know. So I'm just I'm I'm super high on them. You got Earl Thomas coming in there. To lead that defense, Whew, embarrassment and of riches. It's amazing. I just, I, I see it again. I see it. I'm trying to look at my, my record predictions because I think, I, I think, I think the top three are all within one game of Ravens, Browns, Steelers. So, um, I do have the, I have the Ravens repeating. I not only have the Ravens repeating, I have them as being the number two seed. Wow. Yep. Hot diggity dang. Big on them. I think that again. I think they're going to start like eight and one, something like that. I, all right, uh, two more divisions left. Let's do AFC South. 
fascinating division. Okay, here's I'm gonna start because I, you're gonna get angry and I want you to respond. All right, so who getting pumped up at oh my God, midnight? You're gonna say Tennessee, aren't you? Uh, so here we go. Oh I was on this train before everything that happened with Indianapolis happens. But I'm going with the Tennessee Titans so to long. win this division. This is when we lose credibility I, I, of shows. It's just, here's the thing. Like, I, yeah, these guys are really good. Here's the thing. But I I, say I, okay, okay. But here's the thing. <laughs> First of all, you're not going to sit here and tell me the defense isn't very, very good. It's good. It's very good. It could be top ten. It's good. It could be top ten this year. I consider top five very, very good. Okay, well, they. I, I see them as being top ten with that, like, maybe six or seven. That's where I see them. Okay. And this is, I'm telling you... Marcus Mariota's breakout year. He's finally going to put it together. He's going to be healthy. They have Derrick Henry in the backfield. They have Deion Lewis. They have they had AJ years. Brown, your favorite receiver in the draft out of Ole Miss, who's coming up. He's going to be huge for them. Corey Davis, another year, is going to be great. Delaney Walker, Marcus Mariota's favorite target is back. He's like eighty again. They, shut up. they have a very good offensive line. That I'm telling you, they're going to put this together. And I was, again, I was going to say this but even before Luck went down. Luck went down. I said this is going to come down to the wire between the Texans and the Titans. And the Titans are going to win it in the end because the Titans have a better offensive line and they have better running backs. And those matter. No matter how much people want to say they don't, having that back that can finish games at the end of games and the end of seasons matters. Texans do not have that. The Titans do. And they win this division. That's, that's it. That's it. Upset pick. Do you just want to stop the show? No, nope, yeah, yeah. Like, that was ahead. pretty mic droppy. Go ahead. Yeah, you're wrong, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you're right for so many reasons until we talk about Marcus Mariota. Okay, he's going I understand that. He, I mean, I'm also not a fan of Derrick Henry. I don't believe he is legitimate. I mean, I guess we should clarify. It's, it's not that you're not a fan of Marcus. It's just, I mean. Right, I mean, he just, I, I, I love Marcus coming out of Oregon, and I think he's a he's a great person. Like, I remember the press conference that won me over. Made he made him apologize. Yeah, he was like my mom, talking about his mom. And I think, like, he just seems like a wonderfully great person, mm-hmm. but it just has not translated on the field. And I think he has all of the talent in the world, but we've seen numerous quarterbacks like that that just haven't, it well, just doesn't click. Here, let me say this. They were a play-in game away from the playoffs last year, and Marcus didn't have a great year. So I'm projecting him to have a great year, which would means they're better. Yeah. Does that not just, make sense, though? I mean, it's and fair. they've added pieces, too, it's on both fair. sides of the ball. I just again, I just I believe that he finally gets it done, and I I'm I'm sticking to it. And maybe maybe because I mean, two years ago they were in. And they even won a playoff game. They were 11-5 two years ago. Was that two years ago? It was two years ago. They were 11-5, and and they won because they won. I forget who their coach was. Mike Malarkey. Yes, and then he quit after. They beat the Chiefs Chiefs where Marcus Murrow threw the touchdown pass himself. himself. Amazing game. And they got swamped by the pass. And then they fired Malarkey and brought in. So like I said, this, this... they have the pieces, Mike Rabel, right, the head coach. With all that being said, I still feel like they're just that middle-of-the-run okay. NFL team. I think and, a lot of the things you talked about yeah. are very true. They do have a great, great offensive line, and I've been seeing offensive lines how you win yeah. football. I just don't believe in Derrick Henry. I, I really wanted to. I loved him coming out of Bama, but yeah. it just hasn't. And he went on this magical 2,000-yard, yeah. four-week <laughs> session and then people are like anointing him when really that I'm not anointing him like, I'm just saying that by many the end, yards as he had all season when they need to finish games at the end of the season he'll be there he always has been 
Well, that's because he doesn't do anything else for the first 12 weeks. So Marcus will carry them the first time. <laughs> now, I want to say this. Oh, jokes aside, before you make your pick. Jokes aside, I will say that I understand that this is a bold pick. You know what I mean? I, I, I respect I, it. I understand it's a bold pick. But I, I really do think the evidence is there to prove it. And I know there are not, not going to be many people or maybe no people that agree with me. But I, I just want to let everybody know. I Your understand the bold. makes sense. I understand it. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to come to fruition. Awesome. So who do you have? I'm going with uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, I think he's one of the great young quarterbacks in the league. One of the guys set to take the torch from. And all these so guys. when I I will disagree with you here. Didn't you say that they don't have the line? Well, they just traded for one of the best left. Again, again, that was huge. That was huge. I was going to say I did do these predictions before the Tunzel trade. And that was huge, and that was something that swayed me a little bit. But, I again, I don't think they've done enough. That's fair, but they did a lot. So you have your yeah. bookend left tackle yeah. now. You have who you drafted. I, mm-hmm. You can move them pretty much anywhere you want to it's now. Yeah. You brought in – this is not as large as that, but you brought in Kenny Stills, who is just play. another weapon the, the quadru- to give. The quadruplet of Hopkins, Fuller, QT, and Stills is dangerous. Absolutely. <laughs> And if they give Deshaun Jackson a little bit of time to, or not Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, excuse me, yeah. time to find one of those guys. Whew. So the running backs a little bit, but Duke Johnson, I feel, has always had the abilities to be a lead back. He just never got that opportunity Maybe. In, in Cleveland. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, but again, I, I, well, I guess I would be surprised if it happened, but I would understand it. I, like I said, I just, I don't see them having that back. And People want to talk about backs not mattering, but they matter so much. Oh, well, Ezekiel, I'll just prove that they do. So I'm just going to go with okay. the right. who I think is the best leader in that in that division All now, right. and, that's, right. and it's Watson. Probably what will happen, but, you know, good turns. Yeah. All right, AFC East, last so but not least. Jacksonville, though. So. All right. Yeah, why don't you uh, take this, my friend? because <laughs> we all know where you're going I'm okay so we all know where I'm not going here's the thing here's the thing I have fought doing this off <laughs> I told myself Adam don't do it just don't you said it during the Super we I, have it on Friday. I fought it I fought it all off season trying to come there up was with no, reason there was no after fighting. I was trying to come up with reason after reason not to pick the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC East and today was really hard after the AB news to still say it. But the only reason the Bills don't win the division this year is if Josh Allen doesn't progress, and I don't see that not happening. And he doesn't even have to take a huge step forward. Our defense was number two in the league last year, and we added even better pieces at Oliver, arguably one of the best players in the draft last year, yeah. or this, this, this year. You know, some people said that he could have gone to number one overall, and they would have been like, yeah, he is that talented. Sure. So, you know, we add that talent. Now that you're in the system for guys like Tredavious White, Jermaine Edmonds is 21 years old now after a full season of the NFL. I mean, there's just – I can I can name player after player on the defense. And I just think John Brown, Cole Beasley are huge additions for, for Josh Allen. We totally revamped the offensive line. I think we're going to have one of the better offensive lines in the AFC. And I have – I have the. This is another. This is this is just like the NFC East. I have the Bills and the Pats tying for the division lead. I have the Bills having the edge out in division divisional wins. And I, like I said, I I really and I, again I know that this sounds like the homer me and it partially is. But I just 
if you if you put any if you put any established NFL quarterback under center for the Buffalo Bills, everybody pick uh, not everybody, but majority of people pick them to win this division. Majority of people. Okay. So if you so I'm simply saying I believe Josh Allen takes that step forward. And we finally take a lot take this of pressure division. on your year two. It's pressure, it's pressure. But I mean, again, I mean, I have all these numbers that I could spout out. The fact that you know he was three and three in his last six games, and the three losses were all under one possession. Uh, I, I could talk about how he was the quarterback two in terms of passer rating and quarterback rating over the last six weeks, behind only you guessed it, Sam Darnold. But so I'm saying, like, I can talk about all these things. I just, this team is so improved. And uh, partially it's, I want this to happen. I'm trying to will it into existence. But again, I, I, I've tried to give myself excuses as to why it's not going to happen. And I'm just, why, why, why do I want to do that anymore? All right. It's going to happen. Okay. There we go. I mean, like, uh, for the sake of us living together, I don't <laughs> want you to be depressed all the freaking time. I hope you're right. I hope. But uh, until I'm, it's proven other world, otherwise, uh, it's Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's world, and we're all just living in it. Okay. And they, uh, we both said at the top of the episode, we don't think the A-B experiment is going to work out. Don't. But until he's Jetson, they still have one of the best wide receivers in the league on that team running routes. And even yeah. if he doesn't catch balls, he's going to distract. They have a great pool mm-hmm. of players. They still have a Bill Belichick mind on defense. Mm-hmm. And like I said... I've, I've, I've pounded my fist numerous times last year and, and throughout the course of my fandom thinking it's over, it's done. Until it's done, it's not done. And so, going New England. I was trying to look at their uh, their moves because a big thing that I think is going to hurt them this year is I think that their defense isn't going to be as good as years past. You know, they might be able to score uh, just like they, they have, but I really think that their defense is not going to be as good as it has. And I also think that we saw regression from Tom last year already, even though he still led them to the Super Bowl. We saw in terms of his play, we saw regression. I feel like there definitely needs to be adjustments, but I think they have phenomenal weapons to do it. If you think about, I mean, obviously Edelman is this short slot guy. You have DT who isn't the -the over-the-top burner anymore. You obviously have Josh Gordon who can do that. But if they do even keep DT at this point with this Antonio Brown, which I don't think is a given, he's going to be that. It's going to be just pure West Coast offense. They have James White. They have Sony Michelle, who I'm so, so high on. I mean, I love Sony Michelle. So, yep, 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 yep. All right. So they picked all the division winners. That was crazy, but what else is new? Yeah, I mean, it's... So let's... We're looking at in, our... It's endearing. Looking at our five in and five out segment now. Five so in, we have... Five you know out. a lot of them already because we... Talked about a handful of them, But I'm just going to go through mine. I actually have six in and six out. Oh. Uh, just had to one-up me. So here's the thing. Here's my... Do you want me to give you your my outs or my ins first? I'm going to give you my ins because I already have two of them. Okay. So... Bills are in, obviously, because I have them winning. Uh huh. I do have the Browns taking a wild card spot. Okay. So the Browns are in. The Titans, obviously, because I have them winning the division. Mm-hmm. Packers, I have them winning the division. Falcons and 49ers, I have them all winning their divisions. Okay. So that's that's one wild card team, and then all the five others I have winning their divisions this year. All right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So uh, my five in, because I didn't go that extra step. Above and beyond, I have the Packers. 
Falcons, yeah, okay. Steelers, okay. Browns, and if I had to pick okay. one, I don't necessarily want to. I don't know if I, I don't believe this, but if we're doing the five in, oh, five so you out, don't believe more than five. I don't, don't think it's five this year. I don't. That's uh, a bold I have. In and of itself, I have it? Jacksonville. Okay, that's a bold prediction in it of itself because that it hasn't happened in a while. That five. Yeah, but okay. I, I, I believe. Okay. I, I, I don't think I'm right in this. Okay, but. Uh, if I, I don't want Baltimore to be out, I think they're okay. going to, but okay. I don't right now. I have okay. the Steelers winning the division. I would see them. I haven't obviously done this extremely <laughs> in depth breakdown that you have. Okay. I feel like the record between Baltimore and Cleveland is going to be close. It could be just a tiebreaker scenario, Yeah. but I, I wouldn't be, be shocked if we had one of those very rare trifecta of, of divisional things. Yeah. Uh, so my outs are big ones. The Chiefs. The Chiefs out. The Texans and the Colts. I have both of them missing it. I have the Seahawks missing it by a tiebreaker. I have the Rams missing it. And then I have the Bears missing it. Obviously the big, big ones being the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, I again, I, I, I'm seeing regression for the Rams, and I think that when the 49ers take the division, that, that just sends the Rams back, and I think the Hawks have a great year. But I think they miss it just by that one tiebreaker at the end of the year. And, you know, I don't I, – I see the Texans being one game out of the division lead, and I think the AFC is going to be super tough this year to grab those wild-card spots. And I have the Browns and the Patriots snagging the spots of the wild-card. Sure. Again, so I don't think any of this is an exact science, um, but I have Indy out. I have Chicago out. Here are my two that I'm cheating because I'm adding asterisks because I'm not going to be surprised if whatsoever these two are in Baltimore. Well, I'm certainly not going to be surprised if I'm all wrong. Baltimore, <laughs> and I have LA being out in this okay. exercise. Okay. For just the reasons I talked about, okay. I'm afraid okay. those things. I mean, if they get off to a hot start, that absolutely that changes like that for me. Okay. And Philly. Okay, so we're going. So then, this is a good segue into the playoff picture part here. So we did five in, five out. That's fine. So playoff picture. Then taking this out of the thing, what's your playoff picture? Well, who are your six teams on each side? Who are my six teams on each yeah. side? So you I said have, that you said the exercise messed up what you think it's going to be. So what do you think it's going to be? Uh, I mean, well, am I following the five in five out? No, 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 just, no, just who you think it's going to be. Uh, well, I think it's going to be uh, New Orleans, okay. Green Bay, okay. Dallas, okay. Um, and then who? What the West? Am I missing uh, the West? I think it's going to be Seattle. Seattle. Okay, New Orleans, Green Bay, Seattle. And then I have Atlanta. Okay. And then I have uh, six spot. Um, who is it? It was somebody, um, isn't it the other one that I have? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe I screwed this up. Is it the Rams? No. So you have the Rams missing it too? I have the Rams missing. Okay. Um, but I don't remember where, I thought I had this all mapped out, but I don't. So, well. So you have the, wait, so you have the Eagles being? I have that out in my thing. In so, it's a, so we're looking out. at the Eagles in the East. In the West, you're looking at the Rams. You said no, or the 49ers. And the I North think the 49ers Vikings or the Bears. could squeeze. I, I am high on the Vikings being able to squeeze in. That was something. I don't have them in this oh, exercise. Well, hold on. Hold on. You, said, you said Falcons and Saints. Yeah. 
I have this Falcons is my five. Oh, that's your five. Okay. So then your six is... I, I mean, I think it can go multiple okay. different ways, okay. but I, I am high on Minnesota. So I don't have them in okay. this exercise. This, on, this well, exercise say, honestly confuses me. Well, it's... <laughs> but, well, I'm saying that they say it's statistically in the last... I, I would love to figure out the exact number, but it's, it's close to 10, if not over 10 years. There have been at least five playoff teams that missed it that made it last year sure. and five that replaced them. So, Minnesota. But again, I said we're moving on from this exercise. You're just telling Philly me what you think it is. Two, I think, has a very good odds of being in. So, if you pick one right now, which one would you pick? I would pick Minnesota. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we just talked about mine, but if I'm going to go through my playoff picture, I have the Packers Falcons being the one and two, okay. Eagles, Eagles 49ers three and four, and then I have Cowboys Saints as the wild cards. Uh, in the AFC, I have Chargers, Ravens as one and two. I've got Bills, Titans as three and four, and then I have Pats, Browns as five and six. And I guess if we're going to segue into our Super Bowl, right? I'm just going to go through my thing. Okay. So uh, this is going to be. It's really funny. It's I'm being so specific that it's going to be hilariously wrong. But that's what this is for, right? Sure. So I have in the AFC wild card games. Number one is Browns at the Bills. I do have the Bills beating the Browns at home to to the divisional round. Then I have Pats-Titans. I do have the Pats beating the Titans in Tennessee. So then in the second round, I have the Ravens beating the Bills to go to the AFC title game. And I have the Chargers beating the Pats to go to the titles game. And then I have the Chargers going to the Super Bowl in the AFC. And the NFC... Wildcard weekend, Saints travel to the number three seed, Eagles, and I have the Saints winning that one. Number four, 49ers host the number five, Cowboys. I have the Cowboys winning. In the divisional round, I do have the Packers, number one seed, beating the number six seed, Saints, to advance to the NFC title game. Then I do have the number two, Falcons, beating the Cowboys to go to the NFC title game. And then I have, this was the hardest game I picked all year. I have the... Green Bay Packers beating the Atlanta Falcons wow. by one point <laughs> to advance to the Super Bowl to beat Philip Rivers wow. in the Super Bowl for the 100th season, 31-25. Hot diggity dang. And I will say this right now. I want you to know that I called an audible in the middle of this because I do have the Falcons circled right now as the Super Bowl winner. <laughs> but I looked at this matchup. And I looked at that defensive performance from Thursday, and I said, no, Pack's going to do it. Okay. We talked about this in our preview episode. I have the Packers starting 9 or 10-0, and 0, and I have them finishing, I believe, league best 14-2. and 2. Oh, my God. Actually, no, I haven't. I, yeah, it's 14-2. and 2. Actually, it's since 15-1 here, but I don't think it's. <laughs> I, I have a league best 14-2, and 2, and, uh, yeah, I have the Green Bay Packers beating... The the ooh it was close. The Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> in the 100th year of the NFL's Super Bowl. All right, okay. Uh, I don't have anything like that. It's fine, but it's a Super Bowl pick. <laughs> My Super Bowl pick is um, the Pats. I'm leaving. Like Pats being in it. Yeah. Okay, then I won't say that. You were gonna say it. I right? was going to say it. I fine think, but I no. It's I'm I'm. It's a it's a dice roll for me in okay. in the AFC. Okay. I think the AFC championship game is once again going to come down to Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady. Really, you I do? I okay. do think maybe not the championship game, but I 
There'll be a match. I think it's going to be a matchup in the playoffs. Like maybe the division. Don't right I don't know. I don't know how that's going to lay out okay. seating wise, but I just see that happening. Okay. I think it's going to be one of those two representing the AFC in the Super Bowl, and then I have finally all the bugaboos of the last two years. The rights are going to be or the wrongs going to be righted. Okay. Drew Brees is going to be in the Super Bowl, and I won't argue with that. He's going to defeat whoever is playing in the AFC. Okay. He's going to win a second Super Bowl. I'd love that. I would love that. So right. part of me really wants to see the battle of the two 40, almost 40-year-old 40 quarterbacks. Yeah. Wait, Drew Brees is 40, isn't he? Yeah. Yep, so the 40-year-old quarterbacks for the 100th season, mm-hmm. proving father time doesn't have a thing on them. But, I mean, it would also be fun to see the the season vet go against the, the young kids. Absolutely. All right, all right, there it is. There it is. All right, let's move on to season awards. So we broke up the major six Awards between the two of us. We'll go back and forth. I think we should start from the bottom up, right? Okay. So let's do, uh, you want to do Rookie of the Year or Comeback Player of the Year first? I'm going to have Comeback of Rookie. I can do Rookie. Go ahead, Rookie. We'll do this one has been a, a toss-up for me. I think this could go a lot of different ways, especially seeing or maybe not seeing a lot of things in the, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to see a lot of the more highly touted rookies, and he didn't get used a whole lot. Um, on Thursday night, but I am going to go with David Montgomery okay. in Chicago. I okay. think his his catch that he made, one of the only real plays he got to make, yeah. was was beautiful uh, to adjust to the ball like that and then to be able to pivot to yeah. continue gaining some more yardage was great. I think Nagy knows they need to run the ball more and he's going to be their bell cow back. I don't think that necessarily relates to great winning success, yeah. but I think it's going to be eye-opening for mm-hmm. rookie running back. Yeah. Okay, I have comeback player of the year being pretty obvious, depending on if you're paying attention, and it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, I have them finishing as a division winner, and I think if they do that, you look at quarterbacks that led their teams to big comeback seasons, and I think it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. I think yeah. if he's going to come out, he's going to be healthy all year. Knock on wood. And I think that offense is going to be explosive. I think it's going to be one of the tops in the NFL. Heck yeah. And uh, I see them uh, the winning the division behind comeback player of the year, Jimmy G. All right. Uh, so then I'll go and I'll do – should I do defensive player of the year or should you do uh, coach of the year first? Uh, I can do coach of the year. Okay. I'm going to go coach of the year. I just talked him up about being a potential Super Bowl contender, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid. The last time Andy Reid won this award – when entering this 2019 NFL season was 17 years ago. He won it in 2002. Wow. And Andy Reid has been one of the best for a long, long time. He's been in conversation for a handful of years. I think think that's true, but I think a lot of the times he just doesn't get the the Mm -hmm. recognition he deserves. I think with, with... just that offense and the things they're going to do mm-hmm. and continue to do. You talked about them adding weapons. Uh-huh. It's time for Andy Reid to get that award once again. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. So I'm going all in with my other predictions this year. Okay. So I'm going defensive player of the year. And so I went comeback because I picked the 49ers. That means that Jimmy G would have to go. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm sticking with my predictions as a core. So defensive player of the year this is a major reason why the Bills are going to win the title. Tremaine Edmonds is going to be Defensive Player of the Year. I, I'm going all in on sure. it. Sure. The kid's 21 years old, had a full season under his belt, and he had an incredible year last year. Yeah. 
So if you can only imagine what you get in a, a, a full second year of a, of a system, he's going to be all over the place. He's going to have sacks. He's going to have a couple of interceptions. He's going to have some forced fumbles. He's going to have just tackles for loss. He'll have over 100 tackles. He's just going to fill the stat sheet with this offense, especially knowing of that defensive line that you have now led by Ed Oliver and Harrison Phillips right up there in the middle. They're going to be able and, – and, and, yeah. and, and, again, if people are forgetting about – I hope we're getting into <laughs> Uh, shoot, this sounds embarrassing now. Uh, the the defensive tackle that we signed from from the Panthers last year, um, Star Star Lutalele. Oh, Again, we're, your people are forgetting about the guy who does never stat, stuffs the stat sheet, but takes on double team after double team. Sure. You have those guys holding up all kinds of double teams. Tremaine just gets to pick the hole and run right into it. Yeah. So again, I think the, the stage is set for him to have an unbelievable season. And if I'm going all in on my predictions, if we're gonna win. The AFC East, we need Josh Allen to take a step forward, and we need a defensive player of the year type player on defense, and I think Tremaine does it. Okay, okay. So now we're at offensive player of the year, correct? Correct. All right, so following the trend of what we talked about, which is exciting that we're staying mm-hmm. consistent with this exercise, um, <laughs> going with Aaron Rodgers being the offensive player hey, of the year. Hey, there we go. Didn't have a great outing on, on Thursday night, uh, 200 yards, one touchdown, mm-hmm. did have that fumble, but I think is this, I talked about it in the Thursday night preview, mm-hmm. this offense is going to grow. And another one of those things I really love when Aaron got that little smirk, he's like, we didn't get to do a whole lot of things, Yeah. so we Just have wait. even more to do week yeah. two that we already had prepared. Oh, I love it. And that's cool to me. And so I, I feel like mm-hmm. he's just going to continue to grow this offense and uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. So, I like where your head's at. I'm going on the same track for MVP. Okay. Only 13 awardees of the MVP have won this bowl that year. The last time this happened was in 1999 where Kurt Warner won the MVP for the St. Louis Rams and then won the title. It's the 14th time it happens. It's Aaron Rodgers leads his team an MVP season to also win the Super Bowl his second. So again, I'm just I'm so behind this offense. I'm so behind Rodgers. Watching that defense show up, how excited he got. How again, you talk about his press conference. He's like, you guys haven't seen anything yet. Like I'm just the, the stars are aligning for Aaron to have have the year he's going to have. I loved what I saw of Marquez Valdez Scantling. You've been all over him all off season. Yeah. And I just I I, I love what this team has, and I, I fully believe in them. And again, so you know only. 13 people have won the, the MVP and then won the title. And this is going to be number 14 for Aaron Rodgers. Here we go. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. like that a lot. Okay. So we got Pals Pick. Oh, Pals Picks. Here we go. Here we go. We're back. We got Pals Picks. Oh, yeah. Glad that stuck. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> friend. All right. For those of you who are new. Welcome. Welcome. Love to have you. Please keep on. You know, we, we just keep get better on, keep and better. It on. We just keep better and better like a train as the season like goes a train. on. Yeah, we just keep rolling and rolling along until we get a freight train pace. Huh. That was okay. good, right? I don't know. Anyway, don't know so for good. those of you who don't know, Pals Picks, one of our <laughs> oldest segments where we don't pick every game every week. Well, I pick every game every week, and I tweet out on my personal Twitter. But we don't pick every game every week. We pick three Sometimes games. Sometimes your games differ. That's true. So we actually, I'm trying to be stay committed to picking up the sand this year. But so we call audibles at the last second. Last year, Adam won pass picks by one game. That is a fact. 
But there's an asterisk because the game that I wanted on was the Bills Dolphins that we went to, <laughs> and he picked the Dolphins because he felt he had to. Otherwise, we would have tied for Bowser. I mean, I, I, I don't even, I don't, I don't consider it that way. Okay. There were just there were so many games in Week 17. Think about like that Dallas New York game. I mean, I'm also the one who picked the, the New York Jets to beat the Patriots Week 17. So, well, I okay. didn't. Yeah, but like I was so close on yeah, that Dallas game. There were a game. lot of ones that you were close on. And so, <laughs> anyways, digress. So we have three games a week for each other, and the winner gets crowned the Pals Picks victor. And we don't have stats from years past, so I'm just the only champ that's ever been. That's right, Pals Picks. That is a fact. I'm gonna hold on to that for a long time because I lose every other bet. That's fair. <laughs> so I'll start. Nobody uh, ever gave us a bet last year either. The listeners were supposed to decide the bet. It makes me a little sad. They well, didn't, so, so I got you the a candy bar. Is. I liked it. <laughs> favorite candy bar, my favorite pop, I remember. All right, so first game, Bills at the New York Jets for you, my friend. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, On this slate, honestly, this is the hardest one for me. Okay. To be completely honest because my, my mind says to go with the home team. More often than not, I feel like that is the case. Okay. But there's a lot going on. I do believe in Sam Darnold, and I like the additions of Le'Veon Bell, and they got better with C.J. Mosley, and they have just a heck heck of a player with Jamal Adams back there patrolling the back. My heart says to go with the Buffalo Bills. This was one of their best games last year was when they traveled to New mm-hmm. York and Shady came alive and and I remember you gave me this game last year that was the game where I was out of town and we did mm-hmm. it over the phone so I'm very very conflicted on this one that was the Matt Barkley start that's true that's true and even in the game where Josh Allen came back it was a one position game and they only won in the last two minutes of the game so I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills um, I think that'll make it more fun for both of us to root for them. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not going to be what surprised whatsoever if I go down Fair. a pick here because of that. Okay. All right. So we're going to go to 49ers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for pass pick number two. So completely screwing everything that I said about uh, home games having the advantage <laughs> because I am going with the San Francisco 49ers. All right. We know at least for this week – Again, knock on wood, you've been doing in this entire episode. Jimmy G is going to be their starter. He's going to be healthy. And so with that being said, that's just a good thing. Similar to my feelings on the Jets, the Bucs are in an extremely similar position. Maybe Mm -hmm. not with experience at quarterback, but they have a brand new coaching staff. And I Mm -hmm. think that just usually more often than not takes time to adjust into success. Now, this is a coach that has been around for a long, long time, has head coaching experience, as does Adam Gase, but not to the success level of Bruce Arians. But I just think the 49ers are more talented. Okay. I never put stock into West Coast teams traveling east in the time no, zone. Okay. I don't care about those things. I really, really don't. Okay. Going All with right. the 49ers. All right. And last but certainly not least, the final game of the NFL slate this week, Broncos at Oakland Raiders. Giving a big middle finger to what I just said about the home teams having the advantage <laughs> because I'm going with the Denver Broncos. I love all three road teams. All three road teams. I feel like the times that I did that last year always paid off for You're the me. road warriors this season. Paid off for me. So I really like Joe Flacco in this offense. I think the wide receivers are very tailored to his strengths. 
and they have two running backs. I know everything was about Philip Lindsay last year, as it should be. It was a great story. The undrafted rookie coming out and doing what he did had like 1,300 total yards, yeah. 10 touchdowns. That's amazing. Pro Bowl. Pro Bowler. Undrafted. But Royce Freeman is not a bad back either. No, we don't. I, I still don't even know what Fangio's plan is for those two backs and how it's going to be split They'll if there's going to be a lead back there. or whatnot. But when you have those two-headed monsters back there – and I just really – Emmanuel Sanders is coming back, who I would still, even after this injury, make another bet with you about him. I think he's going to be a I great – I, I don't know. I think he, he's just a Sanders. great, great yeah, receiver and a Sanders, great fit with Flacco. They have Deshaun so. Hamilton, our PSU guy. Yeah. Going and, okay. and AB's right. gone now. And they've been dealing with so much junk this week that it's just going to be hard to shake off. I will say this. If I go 17-0 and – is it 17 or 16 games? 16 because it's 32 teams. If I go 16-0 and 0 this week on my picks, you'll go 3-0 and 0 in Pal's picks. Okay. I agree with all three picks. Okay. Well, there you go. That's exciting. Right, so my turn. All right. Yes. Your turn. You know what's funny is I wrote down the games that you gave me instead of the ones I was giving you. I have what they're reading. Okay. But... You wanna, I'm going to come over to this side. Okay. And look, I remember one of them, but I don't remember it's all the ones. Those three. So I'm going with uh, the Chiefs. Traveling down to Jacksonville, we kind of talked about this for a hot second. This this game went under the radar for me. I kind of forgot how juicy of a matchup this oh, is. Oh, it really is. And I, again, it's one of those things where I'm not going to be crazy shocked if Nick Foles comes in there, stabilizes the offense. I'm huge in fantasy football on D.D. Westbrook. Lots of shares of D.D. Westbrook and uh, all that jazz. And the defense is incredible. But I find it hard to pick against the high-octane power of, of the Kansas City Chiefs. And obviously, I have them missing the playoffs. I have them out, but I have them still winning this game on the road. I think it's hard to pick against them. I, again, this is why this this is similar to your to Bills Jets pick. I'm not going to be shocked at all if Jags come up, punch them in the mouth, and say we're back. Like, yeah. we're here. They're one year removed from being in the AFC title game with arguably a, a wildly better quarterback. Yes, Tim Blake Bortles, and uh, you know the same weapons plus some more. So, so we'll see what happens. Game two. Game two is uh, we talked about regression from the Rams. Are we going to see it in Week One when they so, travel to Carolina? This is one of my favorite games of the of the week. I think this is going to be so much fun. You know me; I have Christian McCaffrey in two of my main leagues. I've been trying to get him in a couple other ones. I, I think Christian McCaffrey's going to have a monster year yeah. in terms of rushing, but also I think he's going to have so many receptions. And I think Panthers start off hot. I think I think they win this game handily. I, I, I'm talking like two to three possessions. Okay. I, I think that I, I really like. I we don't we don't normally give scores for everything. I really see like a 35-18, a 35-16 win. I think that the Rams get off to a very slow start in terms of their rhythm with their offense, and then I think that I think Cam and and Christian go off running, and then I think two guys that that people aren't talking about a lot, but maybe in fantasy football, Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, receivers for. The Panthers are going to have huge days, and you know you got Greg Olson back healthy. I just believe in this offense and this defense to have a big turnaround. So I, I Panthers win uh, week one. All right, there we go, there we go. And the last game, uh, the Falcons traveling up to Minnesota take on yeah. the Vikings. Yeah, uh, this is going to be one of the games of the week. I think. I think this is going to be a tight matchup. You know how much I like Kirk Cousins, and I do really like this Vikings team. I really wish I could have put them in the playoffs. There's just only so many spots. Sure. But I'm going to go with the Falcons. You know, I have them playing in the NFC title game. And I just, like I showed you, I called an audible. But I had the Falcons winning the Super Bowl in an iteration of this 
of this going through. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I see them starting off, and they're another team. I think I have them at like 13-3 and three or 12-4. and four. I really am a big believer in the Atlanta Falcons this year. I think that, uh, excuse me, I believe that Devontae Freeman announces he's back very quickly. And, you know, I think he's got two touchdowns in him this, this game, even though the Vikings defense is tough. And I think Julio has a big day, and the Vikings, uh, you know, crumble in like a last-second drive to Matty Ice. All right. All right, all right. There we go. All righty. So to recap, uh, I have the Bills taking a win home over the Jets. Mm-hmm. I have the 49ers flying back to San Francisco with a win from Tampa, uh-huh. and I have Denver late Monday night mm-hmm. beating the Oakland Raiders. And then I have the Chiefs traveling to Jacksonville to beat the Jags. I have the Panthers defending home field against the Rams, and then I have the Falcons traveling to Atlanta, Atlanta traveling to Atlanta home with a win off the Minnesota Vikings. There we go. Pals Picks is back. Pals Picks. All right, so we have two more segments to go, and they're quick. So we did this a little bit last year, but we didn't play it back at the end of the year. We didn't. We did. We talked about it, but we didn't play it back. We're going to do that this year. Okay. We're going to call this Super Friends Fortune. Slash time capsule. <laughs> I wanted to call it time capsule. You were so big on that. But then well, we you got, wanted pal. Wait, no, you wanted got, friends fortune. But then we got it. friends fortune, and it was a joke for so long that it was a TBD, and then we just kept it. So I'm I'm going along with that. We're going super friends fortune. These are time season, capsule edition. These are season long bold predictions. Yes. Season long bold predictions. I have two. I don't know if you have. Two. Okay. Uh, do you want me to go first? So I you do can want confirm you to a couple go of yours. First. Okay. So, are we going to do this in front of each other? Uh, yes, oh. I think this one can be in front of okay, each other. Okay, okay. So, here's mine. That vaunted rushing yardage per season record by Eric Dickerson, 1984. Okay. Only Adrian Peterson in 2016, I believe, got close to it. Okay. Um, let, me, let, me, let me double check my numbers. In 2012, 2016. In 2012, Adrian Peterson, 2,097 uh, yards. In 1984, I believe it was still the Los Angeles Rams, or was it St. Louis? I can't remember. Eric Dickerson ran for 2,105. Pretty positive he was in L.A. Saquon Barkley of the New York Jets. We are, PSU, will run for 2,107 yards, beating Eric Dickerson's record by one yard. (laughs) Or two yards. Sorry, two yards. Okay. Uh, I think Saquon's going to have an amazing year. I think that New York's going to be in a lot of games because Saquon's going to be keeping them in it. I just don't think Eli has that clutch gene anymore. I don't think he'll be able to finish a lot of the games off. Okay. So I have Saquon Barkley having an incredible year and breaking the rushing record. You know what makes me really happy about that pick? Yeah. Not only is it Saquon Barkley, our PSU Uh guy— But it really kind of fits with where I'm going with mine. Yeah? Okay. So, do you want to do yours next and then I'll go to my second one? Yes. Okay, do that. So, there have only been two backs in NFL history. Oh, we're doing 1,000,000? 1,000,000. <laughs> Roger Craig in 1985. Roger Craig with the 49ers. And Marshall Falk in 1999. Of the Rams. This year, there will be two backs. Two! Oh, I love there it. There will be two right, so backs. You're saying Saquon? I'm saying... Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I love that for my fantasy team. <laughs> but I think there's a lot more possibilities for maybe those two don't get it done. 
but two others do like a I Kamara or a, David a Kamara, Johnson. David Johnson. Le'Veon. I won't even be surprised if it's Le'Veon. <laughs> That's awesome. I think with how we're seeing, and you know, I actually wouldn't. I could even maybe throw Ezekiel Elliott in there. Okay. If okay. he gets a few more targets, which okay. I don't think he will. I think he really showed last year a lot more prowess for that than in years yeah. past. But more often than not, he's just more of the handed off. But we are seeing so many running backs be able to have these mm-hmm. talents. Two are going to do it this year to bring the total That's up to amazing. four. You know what's funny is I almost went Christian McCaffrey 1,000 for 1,000 as my okay. prediction because I, because I think Saquon gets that 2,000 rushing yards and breaks that record. But I think McCaffrey gets close to the thousand, a thousand, meaning he's the better fantasy player. Sure. Uh, so there's that. Okay. So my other bold prediction: mm-hmm. the NFL record for fourth quarter comebacks in a single season is held. Can you guess the quarterback? For most comebacks in most a single fourth season? quarter comebacks in a single season, Matt Stafford. That's correct. In 2016, Matt Stafford had eight fourth quarter comebacks. Wow. And that record is going to be broken this year as Matty Ice of the Atlanta Falcons goes nine fourth quarter comebacks starting week one against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Matty Ice reclaims his name, and that's why the Falcons get again, again, I'm so high on the Falcons. They were my Super Bowl pick before I called an audible and went the Packers. The Matcher. The Matcher. They're going to go nine fourth quarter comebacks for Matty Ice. Leading them to their division title. Heck yeah. All right. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Do another one or? Uh, you know, I guess I'll just throw it out there for fun. Okay. That I, I think the five in, five out thing isn't going to happen. But That's a good, that's a good one though. Because like I said, I, let me look, let me Google this right now because. Right, let's go to Stat Guy. Okay. Well, Stat Guy list. Failed us for the first time ever. That's disappointing. He'll come back though. We're going mean, to look, we're going to keep looking for this. He's going to rebound. I've seen this segment so many times. But, it, again, I don't know what the exact year is, but statistically there have been at least five teams that have missed the playoffs the previous year that make it this year. And, of course, that means that they have to take place of five teams that make it. Makes sense. Five That's out. fair. So that is a bold prediction. If only you have three. We just went over this. You have three missing it in the Rams, the Bears, and the Colts. And you have three new ones in the Falcons, the Packers, and the Steelers. That's what you have happening. That's, yes. Which is not crazy. So, so we'll see what happens, but there you go. That's nice. All right. All right, so we're going to wrap this up with Friends Fortune. Friends Fortune. Are you ready? Do you want to go first? Uh, you're going to go first. Okay. You're going to come up over, soon? and I'm just right. going to, you know. Okay. All right. Friends Fortune 2019. So I believe I only got like one half right last year. I can't even remember. We'll talk about it in a second here. But we're going with the theme of what I said about the Bills winning the division, and I think it starts off hot against the Jets. A lot of people are picking the Jets here and thinking the Jets are hot stuff, and I don't think the Jets will be bad. I just think that the Bills are better. So I say Josh Allen repeats the performance that he had in the final game last year against the Miami Dolphins, the game that Josh and I were at, with three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So you have five total touchdowns en route to a victory in MetLife Stadium. All right. Josh here, defending uh, Friends Fortune champion. Got three right last year. No matter what Rowdy, Rossi says, don't listen to him. Got three right. Three right. So, 
going to go. I just, uh, my time capsule, friend's fortune, whatever we called it, I forgot already. It's late. It's late. It's all about the running backs. For this friend's fortune, I'm going to go wide receivers. I'm going to go to that Falcons Vikings game that Adam was just talking about. Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, two of my very favorite wide receivers in the NFL. They're going to go for offensive explosions in this game. We talked earlier about uh, offenses starting hot. Didn't happen on Thursday night, but I think we'll see it here. Kirk Cousins and Matt Ryan and their wide receivers played plenty in the preseason. It was completely opposite of what we saw on Thursday night. I think that both Julio Jones and Adam Thielen are going to go for over 120 yards receiving and each catch a touchdown in the game on Sunday. There you go, friend's fortune. And there we have it. There we have it. You know what's crazy? Good episode. We're arguing over three. You got three right last year. I can't even remember which one we were arguing over. Do you remember? <laughs> do you, I don't, I can't, you really don't remember? Do you remember? Is it the Tyrell Williams remember. one? No. Or, or, or Keenan Allen one? Keenan Allen. You got the Keenan Allen one right, right? I mean, I consider it right. And so is that the one we're arguing over? No. Oh, we're arguing over the one where it's like, we're going to be back in the studio. Oh, you're an uh, was we're, I wrong? We're gonna be back in the studio, and, and I'm gonna laugh. And then you laughed right before that's, you okay, said that. Things. That's the only. That, that's the only reason no, why I'm inclined to let you have that one. What you say is because well, because here's the thing: is that I want to. Okay, fine. I just need to ask you this time. I didn't get any right last year, did I? No. Okay, so when I did mine, I was like, I think I got a half of one right last year. I couldn't remember. <laughs> so so you got the Keenan Allen, what was it, like 10 catches one? It was 10 catches, like 120 yards and two touchdowns, and he had one touchdown and a two-point game. Oh, that's right. I gave you that one because that was – that was, yeah, that was the week against the Chargers, right? That was when they ate Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Okay, so I gave I, – I do give you that one. I think that one counts. You saw the end zone twice. And then it was week one, the Detroit Lions, It right? was – that was – it was week – Three. It was early. It, it was, was like early. two or three when they but beat I remember, the Pats. I remember those two. And Patricia then with Belichick, Belichick. And then the garbage one. The real, that very accurate one. <laughs> well, everybody, bad. it's going to be, be fun. Here we go. I'm so excited. Football is upon us. My friend, it's going to be back. It really is. And uh, now now we're like six inches away. Yeah. Our doors <laughs> are right next door. So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Hey. Football is back, everybody. Right. Week one is upon us. Everyone, except for the Chicago Bears right now, has a, has a clean slate. <laughs> okay, if you want to say it that way. Has a clean slate. Nobody's lost. And that is an exciting place to be. Yeah, make sure you check out the Pocket Podcast Network and all their shows. I do believe that at some point we're going to do a show swap. And we're if we do that, we're, we're going to release a special episode so that the people who host our show – don't have to feel the pressure of doing what we normally do every week. Because uh, when we're in season, there's really no wiggle room for other stuff. Right. So we'll probably release a special episode if we do that. But also check us out. We might be hosting another podcast, which would be kind of fun. It would be fun. So make sure you check out that. Check out Josh's podcast, uh, Topic we'll Cat. be back at it this fall, I believe. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. I still have so many unreleased episodes of that. That's all right. Including uh, yours. Again, there's a lot to check out. But make sure you follow us on Twitter. We are at Catch. That's at Simult Catch, and then we're just Simultaneous Catch on Facebook as well. Make sure you follow us, share. Please engage. I mean, we, we would love to get some more engagement from listeners this year. We're going to have some more people. We, we, I have two new call-ins for this year. Ooh. We have a 
we have our buddy, our Steelers correspondent, my, my old roommate Drew is going to call in at some point. Excellent. We're going to talk to him. And then my Uncle Jim, the, uh, the Browns, wants to call in Heck and yeah. chat to us as well. So we have we have new people that want to call in. Let us know if you want to do that. Or if you just want to leave a comment, something for us to talk about, some questions, we would love the engagement. We really would. Sure do. Anything else, buddy? Enjoy week one, everybody. Absolutely. God bless.